Happy Halloween, Auburn family. Get in here and let's talk some Auburn football on this live edition of the Yup Tempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yeah, let's go, man. What is up, Auburn family? Hope everybody's having a good Halloween, man. Don't eat too much of that candy. You'll end up like your boy having to go to the dentist, feeling some cavities, Blake. Do Reese's cups, bro. Stretch out the fridge, brother. <laughs> I yeah they're pretty good dustin um man i actually did uh actually did trick-or-treating uh sunday at the church and everything and uh got it out of the way because we knew the weather uh, was gonna you know be a little chilly tonight uh we didn't want to get the kids out there in, in that and everything so uh Hey man, we got all the candy and the wife's she's in the living room handing out candy to the trick-or-treaters and everything. So uh we got we got two tubs of it in there. So we're just uh we're relaxing and and having a night, brother. I hear you. This generation, Blake, they don't mm-hmm. trick-or-treat the way we used to, man. I couldn't wait. I got home and I, I ran the neighborhood, bro. You couldn't get yeah. me, you couldn't get me in until nine, ten o'clock. And then I was all jacked up. So yeah. it was a it was a rough night for the parents, but Nowadays, man, I guess they're inside playing the Xbox or something. Hopefully they're inside watching the Up Tempo podcast, man. Let's okay. go over here and holler at some of our members. We see our guy James Barnett popping in here saying, what's up? Up Tempo, Dustin and Blake, my dudes. James, you know that you are our dude, man. Hope that you're having mm-hmm. a good week, brother. War Eagle popping in here saying, War Dam. Hey, guys, I meant to uh, say this last week. When you, when you pop in here, um, let us know where you're watching from. We want to see where everybody's at. Holler at us, man. Uh, so let us know where you're watching from when you when you when you come in here, man. We love to uh we love to check that out. Be a little interesting exercise. War Eagle pops in and says that's cold coming in for us. To, yeah, for sure. That's what I hear, man. I'll say this, bro. Um, if I messed up as much as weathermen mess up, <laughs> I'd have been I'd have been shit canned in my job a long time ago, bro. Uh, so I'm kind of expecting to wake up tomorrow and it'd be like 70 or something. Well, it's not cold in Pensacola right now. Nah, bro, it's freezing here. Oh, no, it's like mm, I just walked outside. I just got out of the bath. I just walked outside in just my shorts and, and my slippers and got something out of my car, and I was fine. Yeah. Well, I'm a Florida boy. I get cold easy. So. Yeah, it's coming because I'm only an hour away from it. <laughs> it's freezing outside. Keep it, brother. Keep it. <laughs> I don't like it. Y'all keep it up there. Uh, let's see, Southwest Florida for our – is that United States Marine Corps, 873? If so, appreciate your service, brother. Yeah. Uh, sub zero two five one Blake, a holler at you. Finally, get the chance to catch y'all live from Fairhope. Well, what's up, buddy? Love that Fairhope, Alabama, baby, right across the bay. Mm. Uh, big Riley Leonard guy over there right now at Duke, and and uh, love the hometown kids, man. Love supporting all the kids from the state of Alabama, yeah, for sure. Teresa says it's cold in Houston, okay. Okay, H Town. Okay, I see you swinging up there. I like that. I like that. All right, Blake, so I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Uh, I think this is funny, but uh, I thought that this was my favorite press conference, and that's mm-hmm. in, in a while anyway, and that's probably because it's always fun to talk a little football when you win, huh? Seems yeah. like I didn't really like the ones after we lost, and all of a sudden I like what he had to say this week. I think that's more of a, a reflection of myself, uh, truthfully. Or are you going to say in Panama City here? Okay, I see you. Panhandle, holler at you, buddy. Holler at you. Uh, I, but, but, Blake, about the press conference, man. Um, I just want to play some clips. First off, I want to start off with your guy Caleb Burton because this is 
like the third top third Monday press conference in a row where Caleb gets some shine. And I know that you've been uh, uh, just a big, big uh, fan of his. So we're going to play this clip here and get your thoughts on our guy, Caleb Burton. Yeah, he's earned it. Okay. Well. Yeah, he's earned it. And that's, that's what I want our program to get to is uh, I think we live in a world now where there's just uh, the, the process of earning something is, is kind of um, lacking and um, he didn't have it at first, and he kept working and working and working, and um, you keep putting on tape good things, and, and good things will come your way, and that's what's happened to him. And um, well, you'll keep seeing him, and unless he just shuts it down in practice this week, uh, you'll, keep, you'll keep seeing him. Thought we had, we had a shot for him, too, on the, and he was going to be open, and um, he got grabbed there. Blake, your guy's been getting a lot of love. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited about it because uh, I think he's that guy for us, Dustin. And, and you know, he might not put up a lot this year. He might not produce a, a whole lot this year, right? Uh, we've seen two, three catches here and there. You know, I'm, I'm looking more at Caleb Burton in the future, next year, when he gets next to a Perry Thompson, you know. Uh, I mean, that's when I really see him eating for the Auburn Tigers. Now, like you said, you're going to keep seeing him because he comes to work every day. He brings the lunch pail every day, and he busts his tail at practice throughout the week, probably stays in the film room. And I think I think he has the chance to be elite for Auburn. And, and I, I, feel like, I feel like since he stepped on the field, things have kind of gotten a little better for Auburn. All right? And, and – I think he's that. Re- I mean, I think he's that receiver, man. He's a great route runner. He he finds he finds the holes in in zone coverage. He he's he's sure-handed. He's just a dude that when you throw him the football, he's going to catch it. He's a guy, man. He's a guy, and I think Auburn has kind of lacked that uh, at the receiver position, and and a guy that we can really trust. I know Jay Fair has come on and been really strong, uh, and and I'm glad to see that from five. Uh, but I, I look at him in two years, and I think Caleb Burton could be an absolute problem in the Southeastern Conference, Dustin. And I love to hear Hugh talk about the work ethic because, like you said in the clip, it's, it's, it's been lost in this generation where guys don't want to show up to work. Guys don't want to work for playing time. And you finally see a guy come in. He's not playing. He doesn't tuck his head and say, well, you know, uh, I didn't play at Ohio State. Now I'm not playing at Auburn. Uh, I'm just going to transfer to to Division One AA, and I'm, I'll probably get to play there because I'll just be better than everybody. Uh, so I, I love it, man. I, I'm 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 big on Caleb Burton. Yeah, and it's kind of kind of the same thing. Uh, like I've been talking about with Connor Lou, right? Where it's like, okay, on this second half of the season, and I'm not saying that you don't still have a lot to play for, but at four and four, man, if it's a close battle between the senior the the veteran and the young guy and, and you can't really there's not really much of a difference between the production on the field let's 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 get the young guy out there and I think one thing that kind of held Caleb back too was our best two receivers have been Jay Fair and Var and that's in the position that Caleb plays as well so right now uh, and we all know how much you likes the outside guys um, and that can set up the inside slot guys right but our three best receivers it seems like right now are all slot guys. So they're kind of having to come up with different ways to get them on the field at the same time. And uh, 
like you mentioned, it really is going to open up Caleb's game when you get it, when you get the Perry Thompson over there on the other side mm-hmm. of to help him out. So uh, young guys, Blake, a lot of young guys here that are really starting to get uh, get some press, get some love. And our guy Connor Lou was named SEC Freshman of the Week. Yeah. And uh, he was asked about that. And he was also asked just about Kay and Lee, the, the flashes that Jeremiah Cobb has showed, um, Caleb mm-hmm. Burke, these young guys um, that are contributing here in, in the future. Hugh, I think between Keldrick and Connor and, and Kay and Lee, I think seven starts for those guys. And then Jeremiah has played a big role. I guess just you know, how, how validating is that of what you guys were able to do late in the recruiting process when you yeah. arrived? I, I think um, the guys we, we were able to get to come our way in the from the high school ranks in the short time we had, um, we hit on, I think, most of them. Honestly, I think I think – I don't want to start mentioning names because I'll forget somebody, but I, I think all of those guys are going to have a real shot to play significant roles in, in our development here as a program, and, and those you've mentioned already have. Yeah, and I forgot to mention my guy Keldrick. Keldrick was part of the question too. So mm-hmm. just, a lot of, uh, just a lot of young pieces, man, that you can look at. And, Blake, now that we have – now that we're past what we all looked at and said, this is going to be the tough part of the schedule, right? We've got the best opponents we're going to face behind us. Iron Bowl, not, you know, notwithstanding there. Um, Just talk about the opportunity that's ahead of some of these freshmen and uh, how they can kind of solidify themselves and coming into next year uh, with the experience with, with those reps and just how beneficial that's going to be for these guys. I think it's huge, Dustin. Uh, and, and look, let's, let's look at the schedule, right? You got Vanderbilt. What are they? Two and seven. Yeah, I think seven going, game losing streak that we and you looked at it right before we started. Yeah, yeah. Seven game losing streak. All right. There's an opportunity to get work in in this game. All right. I know it can be a tricky game. I keep hearing that. Right. It can be a tricky game. We're on the road. We haven't played great on the road. Right. Um, I think we have to go in there uh, with the mindset of, hey, Mississippi State, pound them. Okay pound them. That speech that Cadillac gave, you pound them, okay? Connor Lou, all these young guys, put the work in this week, all right, and pound Vanderbilt and continue to get better. Keldrick Falk, continue to get better. You should be in the backfield 24-7 Saturday, all right? Vandy's not good. They're not. I think they, they almost – they almost give up 500 yards of offense a game. That's what we're going into Nashville to play Saturday. I'm telling you, if we don't pound them, we're just we're not in it. We 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 get the win against Mississippi State, and then we we get comfortable. All right, and then you look at it at Arkansas. Not a good football team. They're not. You should go to to Fayetteville, even with all of these young pieces, and you should dominate. Auburn is better than what we thought, all right? I, I really believe that. I think Auburn is better than what we thought. Now, are they the, one of the best teams in the SEC? No, but I think they are definitely better than what we thought, Dustin. And you're seeing young talent, like you listed, step up and make plays. And I know everybody wants to, you know, when we were losing the four games, everybody's saying, hey, it's year one, but we want to win, all right? I get it. I get it. But, man, you start seeing these cats, the Connor Lews, the Caleb Burtons, the Keldrick Falks, man, and you're sitting here going, hey, these dudes 
They're freshmen. Mm -hmm. They're freshmen. But we're going to we're going to have them for years to come and they're already producing. Come on, man. Look, New Mexico State, don't take that off. Put in the work, continuously get better. And I'm telling you, over this three-game stretch, by the time the Iron Bowl gets here, the Auburn Tigers can be ready, Dustin. I know it's a tall task, but the Auburn Tigers can be ready. I'm not scared of a Connor Lou in an Iron Bowl. All right? yeah. I'm not sitting here going, oh, man, that, that, that Alabama defensive line, man, that Alabama front. I think Connor Lou's going to hold his own. I, I I think Keldrick Falk can hold. I think Keldrick Falk could possibly eat in the Iron Bowl. Oh, I, I think Keldrick Falk could have a day in the Iron Bowl. That's just me. All right, that's just me. Um, and you look at you look at a K and Lee, dude. Just just think about this, Dustin. Just think about this. Are some of these guys here? If Hugh Freeze isn't the coach. Oh, right. absolutely. I mean, absolutely not. He won over uh, he won over Keldrick Falk's mom. And not only did – because obviously Keldrick was committed to Florida State. Keldrick wanted to come to Auburn the whole time. I've said this a million times. We didn't put in the necessary effort to get a kid of that talent level. And Mike Norvell recruits his ass off over there, and, and he did. And it wasn't an, it wasn't an easy – it wasn't easy to tell Keldrick Falk, but it was easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Hugh, Hugh won the mom. And how did that work out for us? Guess yep. what's coming in 2025? Yep. Little Falk. <laughs> that's my thing Dustin is the wins the wins might not stack up like some of us predicted at nine and three this year or some of us and you know some of our listeners ten and two they might not stack up like that this year all right but what is stacking up is the talent and you're seeing young guys play right away I'm telling you man Auburn's in a good spot. We're in a great spot, actually. All right, I'm t I'm telling you, we we are going to be just fine. You you just Connor Lou, Connor Lou is a dude, man. Yeah. For for a 17 year old kid to come in here and take a guy's job that has played what 40? He started over 40 games yeah. of college football. I don't care if it was in in at Eastern Carolina or whatever. I like I don't I don't care. He's still forty something games starting in in Division One college football, and you're a freshman and you come in and say, "Hey, brother, uh, you know your time's up. I hate it for you, but I, I'm the new center." All right. Yeah, yeah. I know every got hurt, but I think everyone agrees you can't give it. You can't give it. You can't take no. the honor. No, you can't. Yeah, for sure. He came in and won the. Uh, he came in and won the job, man. Sub zero two five one says, "Y'all run them likes up. Support one of the best. Damn, not just Auburn, but college shows. I stand on all ten chest out saying it with pride. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, bro. We appreciate it, man. Uh, like a little behind the scenes, uh, and everyone's been seeing it the last couple of weeks. Uh, Blake's Blake's playing babysitter uh, mid show and everything else. Um, <laughs> I I uh, I scarfed down a Big Mac at six fifty. And uh, put our clips together real quick, man, because like I said, uh, like a week or two ago, my boss has just been on one, man. He thinks that 14-hour shifts every single day is the way to go. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate that, Sub-Zero251, because we have we put in a lot of work. So uh, that, that means a lot, man. And on, on Connor Lou Blake and, and Falk and all these guys, man, if you go on this winning streak mm -hmm. that we all think you can, if, let's just say you lose the iron. Let's say it goes chalk the rest of the way. Um, 
and you finished you finished seven and five, and you know hopefully you could win the bowl game there. But just say, but you see seven and five, and then you have December second as your signing day. I feel like going on a nice little streak, finishing the season strong, um, and then I feel like if you do that, you're going to finish really strong in recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. So you finish strong in recruiting, then you have a lot of young pieces that you can point to. What's the the kid from um the kid from Northwestern that's already in the two deep on the O line? Haven't played a whole lot this year. Yeah. Sedna, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of young pieces, man. Um, and I love the fact that this staff didn't didn't let the lack of experience keep Caleb Burton off the field, or or they haven't let it keep Connor Lou off the field. They've said because we've seen that with some staffs, right? And even this staff at times, I feel like. Uh, I'll just be honest, like in the holding situation, it's like, is he going to get a chance? You keep mentioning, you know, experience. I know that the quarterback's a little bit tougher deal, right? But I, I'm just proud of the staff for not saying, okay, well, we we got to we got to move uh, uh, maybe a Gunner Britton or one of these guards or somebody over to center because we're not going to trust Connor Lou this year. He's a freshman. And I said, nah, man, we got to put him out there. And whether it be by necessity or like they just trust him, I mean, I, we all know that Kay and Lee was running with the ones three or four days into, into spring practice. Right. So sometimes, um, sometimes a dude's dude, uh, dude's just a dude, but these guys that we flipped the Keldricks to lose the K and Lee's cause the, the K and Lee one was so crazy. Cause we flipped that kid from Ohio state. I was just about to say that after, after they had just played in a play, like their program is, was up here. We're hiring a brand new coach down in the dumps. Didn't mm-hmm. make a bowl. And you still flip a five-star corner that Ohio State went all in to not let go, right? Caleb Mario, Cristobal, Mario Cristobal recruits offensive linemen now. Mm-hmm. He recruits them. What he does with them, I don't know, but he recruits them. And you went in there with a month and you you spun Connor Lou back. So, yeah, it's huge, man. And it gives me a lot of hope when I look at some of these battles that we're trying to win, when I look at the K.J. Bolton situation and say, okay, man, you know, I'm not going to – I have reasons to not give up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Coleman, boy, I'm telling you, I just – like, my thing, my thing, my thing with, with K.J., K.J. Bolton, that is, is I look at, I look at a, a high school kid, right, uh, and, and Auburn's on you hard. And I know what Florida State does on defense, and uh, they have a lot of success over there. But you got to look at a guy like J- uh, Jalen Simpson, who's up on the semifinalist for the Thorpe Award. All right. Congrats to Jay Simp, man. Yeah. All right. Um, that's huge. But you look at other guys. Uh, KJ's got to look at the other pieces in the secondary and say, man, Ron Roberts, the way he uses yeah. these cats, like I could make plays. Like I could, I could put up numbers, you know, uh, and and Ron ain't scared to do it. Like he will blitz. He he doesn't care. He will bring a safety. He doesn't care. He will bring anybody, and uh, and I think that's, I think that's a big reason why I said before the season that Simp would have over five picks. Man, is because I just felt like it was going to put him in a position to sit back there in Rome, uh, and he would be able to make plays in that defense. Uh, and it's, it's come to fruition, man. Like the dude is, he's balling out, move from corner to safety. And I think KJ is looking at that right now saying, mm-hmm. man, I, I could eat at Auburn. 
Yeah, and still, even on defense, if we look at offense and say, like, receiver is a position where we've looked at and said there's an opportunity to play early. It, we don't really think about that on defense because they're playing well, but a lot of these guys are going to be gone. Like, Simpson's mm-hmm. out after this year. So if you are KJ, like you mentioned, he can look at it and say, there's an opportunity for you to step in and play right away. And, like you just said, the system allows me to eat. Yep. Like, the the kid, the Caleb Harris, bro, I'm sitting there watching watching him Friday night. And I'm thinking, Ron Robert gets a hold of this kid right here, bro. <laughs> now, he might – over or under three games where Caleb Harris gets thrown out uh, for targeting in his Auburn career. I'm going over. <laughs> that kid brings the wood, baby. Man, I, Dustin, the recruiting uh, is going to be elite um, at, at Auburn. And, and I really feel like this. I, I talked to my uncle this morning. And my uncle's one of the biggest Alabama fans you'll ever meet. And uh, he told me because I, I posted I posted on Facebook. It's been a year since the the Auburn Tigers have fired Brian Harson. Um, and he 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 called me and he was like, "Hey, look, you know Auburn's got Hugh now. All right, there's no need to talk about hard." <laughs> and I, I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I'm just kind of like celebrating it, like looking back a year." you know, like how bad we were down in the dumps. And he was like, when I tell you the recruiting that is about to come through Auburn, he was like, and it's putting pressure on Hugh with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the mix. And now you've got to compete with Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma. And he's about to start bringing dudes in here. And and that's my uncle's like biggest thing was he was like, man, look at the dudes you're already getting. Perry Thompson's, Bryce Canes, uh, and you can go on down the list, man. You're in for KJ Bolden. Like Auburn is gonna be okay. Like we're gonna be fine, man. I think, I think that four game stretch, Dustin, where we were losing, we're just a fan base that is so hungry to get back to where we used to be, and we've been on such hard times lately that we just kind of like press the panic button really quick. Me and you did also like like I was I, I was sitting here going man like we're losing are we ever gonna win again you know I, I think as a fan base we press the panic button and then we we come out and play Mississippi State and we pounded them we pounded them um, and that's what Auburn should do that's 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 Auburn football like Cadillac said you run the ball Auburn's known for defense. You pound teams like Mississippi State, and uh, that that's why I look at Saturday and you pound teams like Vanderbilt. Auburn should not lose to Vanderbilt, okay? This ain't baseball, and I don't even know if we'll lose to them in baseball, all right? But this ain't baseball, dog. We don't lose to Vanderbilt. I don't care. You can throw that all-time record. I don't care that they beat us in 1908. Yeah, I, I, really. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, the, the, I don't. I don't care that in 1938, <laughs> they beat us uh, 12 to 11. All right. I don't care. Um, but Auburn's going to be okay, man. And, and like I said earlier, I think we're a little better than what people kind of pointed us out uh, to be after that four game skid, Dustin. Yeah. Part of that four game skid. And, you know, my biggest issue always was it's not, it was not that we were losing. It was what was going on in the losses. And, uh, that really was where I just I, I started waving the red flag was I was like you, anybody that's co-signing 
this ridiculous QB rotation, I have to mm-hmm. have concerns with. And I'm going to play this next clip, and it sounds like Hugh Freeze kind of was over it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to Peyton, I'm always asking about Peyton. Uh, did you have any special conversations last week with Monty or, or Ken Austin or both of them about, hey, what can we do to make him feel more comfortable and, and call plays that way or, or do something to him? Yes, it was. Uh, there wasn't really a conversation. It was just this is what we're doing, okay. and that's it. And, yep, this is what we're doing, and we'll figure out which one can either do it or not, and if none of them can, we'll just we'll, – We'll we'll try to we'll cross that bridge when we when we get there, and I think Peyton loved it, and again you know I thought Robbie showed some some good things in practice too, but Peyton was was obviously took the took the initiative and was playing well enough, but um, that and that discussion wasn't ugly. It just but you get to a point where the only thing that I know is got to be what I'm comfortable with and this is what I think we need to do and I'm really not up and it's not like they were fighting me on it I mean because everybody's it's just but usually it was all right should we have this package should we have this package with this and it was just no this is the only thing that we're going to do Blake that's probably my favorite minute and a half of Hugh Freeze at the podium since he's been Auburn's head coach um, I've mentioned, man, that I feel like whenever he took over this job, he looked at the roster. He was like, oh, my goodness, I'm surprised Auburn's at this level. He mentioned at the time he was surprised our offensive line had got to the level that it was. Probably called up his good buddy Gus and was like, hey, buddy, what what, what you, happened? What what'd you do to that? What happened here, man? You taking DNs trying to make them left tackle. What is going on? Um, but he, he mentioned that, and I, I just think that he had a lot – you know, uh, he was probably looking at it like I'm back in the SEC, the NIL era. I've, I've brought this point up before as to why I think he gave it to Philip Montgomery. He was trusting a veteran coach that's coached a long time and like and saying, OK, you can make this offense look competent. Mm-hmm. I think he and I don't think that he was out of bounds for thinking that. Um, looking at Philip Montgomery's past. But for whatever reason, man, the meshing of concepts just hasn't appeared to work. And it looks like on the defensive side of the ball. He just told Ron Roberts, go do your thing, baby. And mm-hmm. that seems to be working fine. And it sounds like this week on offense, Hugh stepped in and said, hey, I'm not putting that out on the field again. Because I don't know how many times Hugh Freeze has had his offense get booed off the field. Mm. Probably not a whole lot, if I had to guess. Yeah. Probably not a whole lot. Because we went all through all, all summer, me and you went over the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that was – why I was coming on here week after week going, will the real Hugh Freeze stand up? Because I know, I <laughs> what have I consistently said? Make no, no, I, I stand on this. Top three to top five offensive minds in the game right now. Stand mm-hmm. on that. And I think if you combine that with top three to top five recruiter, which I believe he is, program should be headed in the right direction. I think that Hugh came in this week and said, look, enough enough Philip Montgomery or whoever, I, but that, that seems to be what the situation was, come in and say, hey, look, we ain't doing any of that. If I'm going to lose, if my offense is going to look like trash, then it's going to look like trash and I'm going to lose doing it my way. And mm-hmm. now going up against these offenses that we are going up against, I see no reason why we can't run up-tempo. And like the, 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 here's the important thing about this to me, Blake, 
One, I love the fact that he said, enough's enough. I'm taking charge. We're running my stuff. That let, let's I'm gonna quit sugar. That's what he said. He said, Your crap ain't working. This I'm calling for this quarterback, and you're calling. Nope. And remember what I said on Sunday show. And there was uh there was something I wish I could remember. There was somewhere in the press conference just kind of came up too. But uh he was kind of if you read his coded coded language, he said a couple of times now after since the game Saturday that if it wasn't going to be, if Peyton Thorne did start slow, we were going to ride. And the way he said that made me think like he had a conversation with Thorne as to, hey, bud, it's put up or shut up right here. I think he had some serious talks this week, Blake, with, or last week with a couple mm-hmm. of people and said, we're doing this. This is how it's going to look. Hey, you, we're doing this. If you can't run it, I'm going to get somebody that can. We'll do something that somebody can run. We're getting first down some kind of way. So, for one, I love the fact that he took charge of the program and said, enough's enough. I'm not going to stand up here and make any more excuses about talent gap because he knows it's not going to work. Because he knows it's not going to work for Mississippi State. He knows that if he would have sat up there with another bad offensive showing and lost to Mississippi State at home, that the talent gap would not have gone over well. He went in, he made those changes, and then the most important part of this to me, Blake, is the part where he says, and Thorne liked it, and Thorne was comfortable with it. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Why did Peyton Thorne look the way he looked? Why did Auburn have its best passing performance in an SEC game in a long time? Because the quarterback was comfortable. Mm-hmm. You ran stuff that he was comfortable running. And I see no reason, Blake, why that shouldn't be the plan going forward. And I would guess these next four games will be Philip Montgomery's last on the planes. Do you think do you think uh Hugh Freeze realized that uh this is an old miss? This fan base is an old miss. This job is an old miss. You think you think he he saw, hey, man, these dudes, they're on me. All right. They're on me. You know, they're, they're, this fan base, this ain't old miss anymore, baby. This ain't Oxford, Mississippi, big dog. I these Auburn fans, they're real now. And uh I'm with you, bro. I, I think Hugh just kind of went in and was like, hey, I'm not watching this anymore. Like, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna do it. Uh, Peyton, like you said, put up or shut up. If you can't get it done, I'll go to Robbie. And then if he can't get it done, we'll go to the next guy. <laughs> and if he can't get it done, then we'll do whatever. Wildcat. Uh, but I'll find somebody. Yeah, we might just put Jarquez in the Wildcat. All right. And, you know, I, I, um, I think what I liked most about the clip uh, is Hugh is straightforward and to the point. Uh, in the press conferences with Auburn fans uh, and the media, right? Uh, I, I don't think Hugh um, – I don't think he he beats around the bush like previous coaches did, right? Uh, I think he's going to be open with you, and I think he's truly going to let you know, hey, this is what's going on. I'm not hiding anything from you, all right? And, and he's going to be straight up with you. And I like that. I like that about Hugh. I've I've enjoyed uh, I I've enjoyed the press conference of listening to him tell us, "Hey, a lot of you think that I can just snap my fingers and we go ten and two. He said, "Because I know a lot of you. That's what you think I can do, but I can't. And and I get it. All right." Like I said, we want to win, don't we, Dustin? Like we want to get back to the to the to the old Auburn that we know. Uh, but it, it's going to take time, man. It's going to take time. And you know, if you play like you did last Saturday, 
There is no reason that we shouldn't beat Vanderbilt by two-plus scores, all right? Right now, I'm sitting at about 17, you know, 20. We, we should handle them, bro. Florida handled them. Uh, Kentucky handled them. Like, come on. Like, we, we should get them. Um, they're a bad football team. And then I look at Arkansas. You should handle them. New Mexico State, you should handle them. Man, if Hugh Freeze comes out here and he is this open and honest with us and he wins seven games and he tells us at the beginning of the season, hey, we aren't as good as you think, please shut up. All right? We aren't as good as you think, please shut up. All right? And then we get butt hurt and we're like, oh, well, you know, we got blown out against Texas A&M. We get blown out against LSU. We, we lose a heartbreaker to Georgia. I mean, you, you should have beat Ole Miss. But now I think he's saying, hey, look, I, I'm going to beat the teams that I know I can beat in year one. All right? And we're going to win seven games, maybe eight with a bowl victory. And I'm just going to show you the progression that, that we're making as a program. And I love the honesty from Hugh, man. I can't be mad at it. Uh, I, I think he kind of got fed up. I don't think he got Dabo Sweeney fed up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think he kind of got fed up with the noise, man, and, and he wanted to attack it, and, and he did last Saturday. Yeah, I'll say this, dude. Um, Four-game losing streaks should just never go over well at Auburn. Yeah. So, like, was, were, you know, were we all upset and – I don't even know what the right word to use was, but just just four games should just not. If you're gonna lose four games in a row at Auburn, the reaction should always be upset. People should mm-hmm. always be looking at the coach, going, "What in the world?" The question is, uh, how far do you take it? You know, like if you're out here going, "Oh, seven games in," if you're saying, "Okay, this isn't going to work," blah, blah, that's that's when it's like, "Okay, this is ridiculous." But if you lose four games and you raise your hand and say, "Hey, this ain't cool," then mm-hmm. uh, I have no problem with that because the second that Auburn fans quit doing that, then I think we have a much bigger yeah. issue. Justin, real quick, I, I I got a I got a problem with something. Um, I saw on Twitter the other day a lot of people coming at Hugh, uh, saying that he's a Gus two point oh. Um, can, can can we can we stop? Can, like as a fan base, as a fan base, can we just stop going at each other's necks? 24-7 when we don't agree on something. All right. Like, Hugh literally sat there and told you, hey, I wasn't conservative. All right. I wasn't conservative. We just, we were backed up. We were backed up. Like, we, we didn't have the opportunity to come out and throw the ball all around the yard. This isn't a Gus 2.0 thing. It's a, hey, I'm up on a terrible Mississippi State team by two touchdowns, and we're not going to throw a pick six and get them right back in the game. And then I still see people saying, man, sounds mighty Gus Malzahnish. And I'm like, here we go, man. It's like we can never be happy, all right? We won an SEC game. That's why I put it on Twitter. We won an SEC game, and we're still sitting here arguing and bickering amongst each other. Oh, well, you wanted Robbie. You wanted Peyton. Who cares? Who yeah. cares? Like, yeah, there's – yeah. 
it's 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 outdated, man. Who cares? All right. You know what? You know what? We want Auburn to win. All of us. Everybody watching, both of us, everybody at the war report, no matter who. Period. I don't care. I don't care if it's nine. I don't care if it's one. I don't care if it's 12. I don't care if 27 lines up in the Wildcat. We don't. We just want to see Auburn win, man. And then when we win, we got people coming out and saying, well, it's Mississippi State. You shouldn't celebrate that. What? <laughs> what a two-game losing streak to them. What are you talking about? Yeah. We brought a 28-point lead to them two years ago inside our building. What are you talking about? Man, at the very beginning of the season, there was a clip of Hugh saying, hey, life's tough. When you have victories in life, you celebrate them on a job, in football, in the classroom, as a parent. You celebrate victories. Period, man. Like, get out of here with that. We, we, we got we to gotta hone it in a little bit, man. We're, we're really, really toxic as a fan base right now. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of aggravating. We, Saturday, guess what, Dustin? I'm going to watch the baseball team play Saturday in Biloxi, 1 o'clock. All right. If you're in Biloxi uh, and, and you're going to uh, Shuckers Park and you want to watch some Auburn baseball, come hang out with me. Uh, I'm glad to talk Auburn sports. Uh, would love to see you. When I leave there, I'll be watching Auburn football, me and my dad. All right. We'll be driving back to Mobile. We'll be watching the game. And if Auburn blows Vanderbilt out, guess what I'm going to do, Dustin? <laughs> I'm partying like it's 1999, brother. I'm getting after it. I'm going to come home. I'm going to crack open a cold one. And I'm going to say, hey, dubs, dubs. We won two SEC games now. And then we're about to go up to Fayetteville, and we're about to kick their ass because we owe them one. You know, the weird part about that to me is, Blake, it's like, okay, because I, I, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's Mississippi State. Okay, well, if you if you want Auburn to get back to what you think Auburn should be, there's steps to this. It's a process, and we, like Blake said, we're on a two-game losing streak to Mississippi State, and the last time they were in your house, you blew a 28-3 to lead. Yeah. This year, you beat them. Sure. So, is that the end game? Is No one's sitting here going, okay, that's it, shut it down, Auburn's back. No, but that, that, build, that block's out the way now. That roadblock's out the way. Okay, on to the next one. And like you said, Let's say we beat, let's say we just cover. We beat Vanderbilt and we cover. Okay. It's let's say it's 27 to 13. Yeah. Um, love it, Ernest. Love it. <laughs> if Auburn scores 50 on a P5 team, oh boy. But let's say let's say we win 27 to 13, 24 to 10, something like that. Um have we not struggled on the road? Did you not? I mean, go to Cal, go to the AM game, go to Baton Rouge. Yeah. So if we pick up an SEC road win. And we look competent on offense, then and we score some points and move the football. I'm not going to be the guy going, well, it's a bad Vanderbilt team. It does, Cal was a bad team. Yep. The team progress is what we're trying to see here. It's year one. You got to know where we're at. I'm not going to be in, in year three if beating, beating Mississippi State shouldn't be some big monumental thing. But right yep. now, it, it feels good. 
And like Blake said to the toxicity, I don't get it from this standpoint. Football for me, like, it's fun unless you lose, right? Like, I mean, I don't really have fun when you lose, I'll be honest. But when you win, it's it's supposed to be pretty damn – it's supposed to be fun, okay? We talk about this stuff so much all summer long. We, we, I guarantee y'all, watch what I'm telling you. Auburn's going to have a really good basketball year. We're going to win over 20 games. In the middle of that season, we'll do some football updates. We'll do some football episodes. And watch those episodes do three to four times as many numbers yep. two seasons a- after football's over with in the heart of basketball or baseball season. Watch how much more numbers that – random football topic episode does then something about an actual basketball game that just happened. So if all this energy and love is focused on the football program, why in the middle of the game, are you at me on Twitter going, I bet Dustin's mad that Peyton Thorne's balling brother. You don't know me. Cause I'm running up and down my hallway saying, let's go PT. Let's go Peyton war. Damn baby. And, the, and if you think that I'm doing anything different, then, like, you just don't – you don't know me. You don't know me. And the fact and, – and I'll tell you what really gets me about that. I'm going to call out your – and you know who you are that added me. And you did that in the second quarter of a game. So what's weird to me is – and to the people that are posting the War Report, stuff about War Report on all these, all these message boards, in the middle of the game. Auburn's winning a game, and your thought is what I what's going on in my head. You got something going on with you. Because the only thing that I'm thinking about is the game. I'm focused on the game. I'm Auburn Tiger. I cannot wait for this game versus Vanderbilt to kick off. It's Tuesday, and it's driving me nuts. I still got to get through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then half a day Saturday. It's driving me crazy. And in the middle of the game, you're going to at me. Like, one, you're wrong, okay? You're wrong, because Auburn's success will always bring me happiness. I predicted Auburn to lose 17 to six. Do you think that I was sitting around the house like, oh, man, I just, <laughs> oh, man, my predict, like, shut up, bro. Shut up. They go, my family knows, bro, I'm getting buried in orange and blue. I've let that be known. So, like, you don't know me. So, so to Plague's point, shut up with that. You know, you know, one thing is like, y- y- y'all know, like, Dudes from the war report, like like they went to Auburn, right? And love it. Love like, it. They they yeah. they went to Auburn. Like they literally attended <laughs> Auburn University. Okay. So like I see a lot of things about like, oh, they they just the war report does this, they say this and everything. Uh, I, I got I gotta take up for, for my dudes on this one, man. Um they at the end of the day. We, we talk pretty much every day, uh, and, and I'll say this. They want Auburn to win regardless of who is at quarterback, who is at running back, who is at wide receiver. They do not care, period. Mike G is one of the hardest working people I know, all right? That dude gives his heart and soul to Auburn University, and I see Buddy's name flying all over the place. And uh, I don't rock with that, man. Like, like, um, I, 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 I don't. And, and, and I'll tell you another thing. Guess what, people? 
you're showing me who played sports and who didn't when you talk about my, when Mike G tweeted that uh, Auburn picked up on signs and they knew when it was going to be a passing play and when it was going to be a run play. You're showing me who played sports and who didn't. Okay. Because guess what? It happens every Friday night and it happens every Saturday. Okay. Now, to, oh, well, he shouldn't have reported that. Guys, this isn't even close to what Michigan was doing. Okay. Not even in the same stratosphere. This actually shows how bad Mississippi State was being prepared. They probably appreciated it. <laughs> he said it. Like, bro, like Zach Arnett's going like, man, right, we're right. that bad. Like, we're that bad. They literally were picking up on our stuff. All right? I'm going to tell you this. All right? That is a part of the game. It happens. It's just like in baseball. Why do you think they went to Pitchcom in baseball? Why do you think they, they went to the earpieces and the watches right, in right. baseball? You don't know why? Because people were getting on second, and they were looking in <laughs> because catchers had their fingernails painted, and they were dropping down, giving signs, and they – look, I can tell you this, all right? I played college baseball, okay? We had a guy sit in the dugout, and all he did was watch the pitcher. You want to know for what? Mm -hmm. to see if he was tipping pitches and then he would come up with a word while we were in the box and if he said a specific word that either meant off speed or fastball it happens it's part of the game man all right why do you think in football on the sidelines all right they have six six guys with headsets on all right and they're all doing doing bang 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 hey hey you know uh Kill, 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 all right? They're all doing different hand signals because they don't want you picking up on which position group is looking at what coach. That's why it happens, all right? It had nothing to do with cheating or anything like that. It's a part of the game, bro, and, and you show me every day. I look at it, and I, I see some of the people comment, and I'm like, you never played sports, and you're and you're showing me right now. You never played anything, period. Yeah, that was it, it's so ridiculous, and I, I don't want to really go down this path because this is a, a a soapbox that I won't get off. But um, look, man, <laughs> I can assure you that everybody over at the War Report uh, just wants Auburn to succeed, and if it's if it's to the detriment of their narrative or something they said, they really don't care. And like you said, you see Mike G's name all over the place. Um, all I can tell you is that he's been a really good friend to me. He's an awesome person. And um, he's always been there to help me out and uh, been a good mentor to me. So I love Mike G. And it's, it's kind of hard to sit back and, and watch your friends be lied on and talked about, right? Um, I'll just say this, and I'll leave it here. Some people need to do some soul searching. When I see some people report the same thing, because – Zach and Lindsey Crosby talked about that on Monday's edition of Locked on Auburn. They made mention of it, and there wasn't a bunch of bulletin posts freaking out about that. So why, when Mike G says it, does it get a bunch of a whole bunch of attention and people freaking out? And I'll leave that there. And people can do their own soul searching and ask themselves why. We'll keep it on here to the football. I got some comments that are starred, and uh, this is a familiar name, Tyler Smith. 
How many QBs do y'all think transfer if the season finishes on this current note? And do you think Q goes after a big target in the portal or just a death piece? Uh, on current note, little brother, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying if we go chalk here, so finishing at seven and five, maybe six and sixes. Um, so we'll just play that. We'll say either one of those six and six, seven or five. Um, I guess you're saying if Thorne kind of plays the way he did Saturday or, or something similar to that. And I think to me that is really the interesting question is let's say that Thorne plays well these this last half of the season, Blake. Then he's he hasn't put on enough to go pro, right? Yep. So he's coming he's coming back. Yep. And then Robbie's not coming back at that point, right? He's taking a step down. And I do you think Holden's gone? I think Robbie would <clears throat> excuse me. Uh Robbie would graduate if I'm not mistaken. And then right. oh, okay. he, could, he could grad transfer. Um and then yeah, I think Holden I think Holden's gone. Uh, I said that at the very beginning of the season. I do not think Holden sticks around. Great kid. Great dude. Uh, great football player. But he's just not not getting the opportunity. Maybe it's not the system. Maybe he's not getting uh, the reps. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you got to go try to better yourself. And I'm not going to knock a kid for transferring out to put himself in a better situation. Uh, but I think he's going. I think Robbie graduates and, and grad transfers. And, yeah, I, th I think Hugh goes after a, a, a portal target. Um, and, and you're going to kind of create – listen to this. You're going to create what Lane Kiffin did hmm. with Spencer Sanders and uh, Jackson Dart this year. Spencer Sanders was a four-year starter at Oklahoma State. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, and transferred to Ole Miss where they already had a – starting quarterback with Jackson Dart. And that was Lane Kiffin basically saying, Jackson, I believe in you, but you're going to have to show me. And he did. Now look how look how, look how how well Jackson Dart is playing this year for Ole Miss. I mean, it is, it is two steps above what he did last year. I mean, he's playing great football, and, and they're still in a position to win the West. Um but I think I think there's opportunity for Peyton uh, to grow, man, over these last couple games. I know we were tough as nails on him. We were hard on him. Uh, but if he plays like he did last Saturday, man, there's potential there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, I'm definitely with you on bringing in somebody for competition. You got to – yeah, you can't just – can't let him get comfortable and say, okay, this is my job, right, and he's just sitting yeah. back. I know we all the guys rolling in here showing support. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate it. Blake, I wanted to get over here and play a little uh, trick-or-treat, right? And uh, it's Halloween, so kind of in the manner of facts or not. Let's start here. And I, we want you guys to hop in the comments and give us uh, your, your answers as well. Trick-or-treat. Will Peyton Thorne throw for over 200 yards on the road in Nashville? Yes. That That's a treat right there. All right? He's doing it. I'm telling you, look, man. Vanderbilt's secondary is not good. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Vandy much, but <laughs> all you got to do is turn on their first game against Hawaii. All right? Go on YouTube tonight if you want any questions about Vanderbilt and their secondary, all right, or just their defense in general, all right? They're not a good football team. They've lost seven straight, all right? Go, go turn on the UNLV film, all right? They're not good. This offense can have success. We can we can stretch VAR. I think VAR could have a big day. 
I think Peyton, uh, Caleb Burton, Jay Fair, both of those guys. I want to see. I want to see more CB. Uh, Cam Brown. Uh, um, what what's the other cat? Um, Malcolm Johnson Jr. Like I, I want to see. I want to see more of him. I thought he had a great catch uh, last Saturday. Um, you're going to be able to go up tempo against Vandy. You're going to be able to move the ball. Uh, and and look, last Saturday I thought we were great on first down, and that's why we kind of started, you know, moving it, moving it. Hey, Jarquez was popping for six, seven yards on first down. Um, and I think you're going to have that success against Vandy, so you're going to be able to do the same thing. And uh, they're just – they're not a good football team, and Auburn has to pound them and leave no doubt on the road and take a step forward, man, because – like we all keep saying, hey, we just want to see a great performance on the road. Make that happen this Saturday. For sure. Um, I'm going to go treat. I'm going to believe in you, Peyton Thorne. I'm going to believe in you, Auburn offense. You're going to go on the road, and it's going to look similar to what I saw Saturday. Let's go. Let's go. Trick or treat. Well, Jarquez won for over 100. I think this has to be a treat pretty much for the rest of the season. It's time to get Jarquez going. It's time to start pounding that rock, baby. I'm going treat. I'm going over. I'm going buck 30. Treat. Um, Jarquez over 150. Uh, could possibly mm. go for 200. That's how okay. bad they are. That's how bad they are. Okay. Okay. Trick or treat. Will the defense create two turnovers in Nashville? I'm going to say treat, man. I'm bugging. I'm fully bugging. Look, it, it, they're, I just talked about how bad they were on defense. Well, guess what? They're not good on offense either, all right? They average about 90 yards rushing a game. And guess what you're playing into, all right? If you want to throw the ball, okay, great. You're playing into Auburn's hands. Have fun throwing the ball. Um, I don't think this is a great matchup for Vanderbilt. I don't. I do not. I think them not being able to run the football is disastrous for them this Saturday. And I keep seeing people say that it's going to be a tricky game. Yeah, it could be for the first half. That's great. Um, and I know Hugh's going to tell his team that, right? You got to tell your team that. You know, you're going on the road, Nashville. Right. Look, their end zone's not even ready yet. <laughs> They're not even going to have an end zone. Right? Come on now. Let's be real, dog. We're not losing to Vanderbilt. We're going to eat everybody. All right, look for Jason to have a pick. Maybe Keontae comes in uh, and, and, and gets a strip sack and, and recovers a fumble, uh, something like that, man. Come on. Come on, man. 12 and a half? We're, we're covering that. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We're covering that. Um, what do you think about our boy Cameron getting here saying if, he's hoping that we just don't have a turnover early and the staff kind of get conservative and, uh, you know, kind of go away from the pass there. Any concern there, Blake? No, because I, 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 I mean, to his point, um, yeah, I mean, I hope we don't throw an interception, but um, I just, um, I just have a feeling, man, that we're you're going to see a lot of the same stuff that you saw against Mississippi State, and uh, I think Mississippi State's defense is much, much better than Vanderbilt's. Um, mm -hmm. sure. I just think it's going to be all positive Saturday. 
I hear you. My final one. I didn't make a banner for it. Trick or treat, Blake. Auburn wins these next three games. Treat. Ooh. Treat. Uh, and here's why. I, I, Vanderbilt, just like I mentioned, I won't, I won't spend a lot of time on that. Arkansas. Probably going to – they're probably going to be coachless come Monday. Think so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Golly, that's a hard fall. I, I, I thought he was good at the beginning of the season. Well, everybody else did too, and what did we keep saying? You, know, I, you said it. How <laughs> wrong. Okay. Well, I kept telling y'all, all right, I kept telling y'all, stop believing in Arkansas, all right? Don't ever believe in Arkansas because why? They're trash, okay? Uh, they've always been trash. They always will be trash. Um, and honestly, I know this is like a crazy take, but I've actually uh, had a, con a conversation or two about this. I think, you know, they used to be a part of that, uh, that what was it back in the day, that Big Eight or whatever. What did they used to call it? Like the South, the, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever it was back then. Big Southwest Eight. Yes, yeah, something like that. Um, I think they need to go back towards the Big Twelve, man. And I know that's crazy. I know it's crazy, and it probably won't happen, right? Because they they bring a lot of value in basketball and uh, and baseball, obviously. Uh, but like, I just don't ever see them being competitive in football. And and I look at Arkansas. You're without a coach. You what are they? Two and six. Two and five. Yeah, they're in there. They've only got two yeah. wins. So. Yeah. Um, so they're not good. All right. I just think you're not going to a bowl game this year. You're going to be without a coach. KJ Jefferson, I mean, he he stays getting pummeled. Like, how healthy is KJ Jefferson? Yeah. Um, your offensive line is absolute garbage. Your defense isn't great. They're decent. They're they're improved from last year, but they're not great. You you're, you don't have an elite atmosphere in Fayetteville. I mean, when when you play a big game, they put it in Little Rock. Right. Like, come on, dog. Like your stadium's not great. I mean, you know, I I just um, I don't. Uh. Uh.
Can y'all hear me now? Hey, can you hear me now? Apparently, I just been talking, brother. Can you hear me? I got you. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like my my camera cut off. Like my, I guess my camera uh, something happened and it muted everything. I I don't know. Um, okay. Let me know in the chat if y'all can still hear me. We good? Chat, help us out. Everybody's saying all good, all good, all good. Okay, cool. My bad. All right. Well, so since nobody heard what I was talking about, um. Tyler asks again, as you can see on the on the uh, the screen here, if you're listening on audio and you just heard nothing for the last 10, 15, 30 seconds, <laughs> however long that was going on. Um, he says, got another one for y'all on the current roster. Who do you think will be the highest drafted player on offense and the highest drafted player on defense? I said simp on D because yeah. I think that DJ has hurt himself with the tackling on the perimeter. I think that in coverage, he's, you know, he's a top first, second round talent, but – that tackling on the perimeter from DJ has been concerning. I can't imagine that hasn't cost him some position. And I think that Simp has worked his way up. And then it's hard for me to look at Marcus Harris and say that dude hasn't put his hasn't improved his stock greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm going to say Simp. Offense is an interesting one. Um, now I think the Jarquez Hunter is the best is the most talented dynamic player on offense. So. I'm going to go with Jarquez, but that's a tough one right there. Do you think he goes pro? This year, uh, if he has a hot second half, if he gets hot in the second half, then I think that he has enough positive film to point to uh, to go mm-hmm. pro. And I encourage running backs to go pro mm-hmm. as soon as they can because uh, mm-hmm. of their shelf life. So, it, uh, yeah, I think that he gets hot, and I'll say that I think he does. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – same thing for me. I mean, I, I can't disagree, you know. I mean, it's really hard on offense right now. Maybe Rivaldo. Maybe Rivaldo on offense. He's got some stuff to yeah. work out, though. He's not going pro this year. But if you yeah. can get some stuff, the tools are there for Rivaldo. If he can get a little bit better blocking, and then we just got to get him the ball receiving-wise. There's yeah. He catches the ball when it gets to him. There's been a couple of 50-50s you would have liked him coming down with, but no, no player's going to catch them all right. But I think that uh, you look at his targets versus his amount of catches – Rivaldo catches the ball. He's just got a few uh, the other things that tied into a hard position, right? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Um, so I think that Rivaldo can work his way into that. And uh, I think that Rivaldo, with another full off season into this system, I think that you're really going to see Rivaldo pop next year. And he will be he he'll be a, a, a draft pick. I just don't know where. That's kind of on Rivaldo. Um, let's see. I had a couple more I wanted to get to. I think I pulled this one up before Cameron saying that he believed it was 31 to 10. All right, so we're gonna get in. Here. We're gonna get out of here, guys. We do apologize for the uh, technical difficulties there. Like Blake said, don't really know what happened, but sometimes <laughs> man, when, you, when you're running these live shows, man, these things, uh, internet can cut out and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Halloween night, you never know, man. Wild stuff can happen. Uh, my final thoughts, man. I, Blake kind of touched on this. Um, just just be happy, man. Just be happy. There's no reason to get on here on Auburn Twitter and try to dunk on somebody or or Facebook or whatever it is and try to show somebody up and, oh, I got you with this porn. Are we a family or are we not? I mean, it it just gets to the point, man, to where it's like, like Blake said, the the toxic stuff, dude, I really don't have time for it. It gets frustrating. And um, I say this all the time. I, I really appreciate 
people that subscribe to us, that listen to us, our members that choose to give us, you know, their money, like all that means the world to me because there's like 10 to 15 different podcasts. There are some people that have five all of them podcasts just to themselves. So like the fact that you will listen to us, I appreciate it. And on the flip side of that, if you, if you don't want to listen to somebody, don't. You ain't got to let the world know all the time and put out all this toxic stuff and try to argue and, and, and just be so damn negative after a win. You know, it just, um, it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot, a whole lot of sense to me, man. And, um, People are grinding. People are working hard, you know, and uh, this is you don't just turn on the, the computer and talk. A lot of work goes into this. Right. Like, I mean, it's Blake. Do you feel like you have a second job? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's tough. Look, um, I, I don't I don't, you know, say this a lot, but uh, I, I wake up at 415 every morning and uh, I have two children and, you know, I got to go to work and when I come home then you know, we, we, we like rewatch the game and everything, you know, and we, we take notes and stuff and we, we discuss in a group chat and everything, what we liked, what we didn't like, man. Um, yeah, I, I, that's why I just, that's why I said that tonight is cause I just, you know, I felt like we're toxic sometimes and we should all be celebrating. I like celebrate it up, man. We won an sec game. Like, Man, we should be loving on each other, bro. Like, like, hey, war damn eagle, man. Like we say at the end of every episode. Uh, when I see somebody at the gas station today, you know, I, I was on my lunch break. I, I, I usually I'm not a big I'm not a big lunch eating guy, right? So I go up to the gas station. I'll get me some uh, some peanuts and a Coca Cola, and I'll pour my peanuts down on my Coca Cola. And okay, uh, yeah, that's what I eat for lunch. And uh, that's style for sure. Yeah, that's the old Southern boy thing, right? And uh, that's what uh, that's what I do. And I walk by an Auburn fan, and I say, "Hey, man, you know, I wear an Auburn hat to work every day." All right. Uh, he said, "He said, War damn man." And I hit him back. I said, "War damn eagle." You know, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped up, and I, I just wanted to spread throughout the fan base. And you know, if you're going to the game Saturday, man, get loud. Take over their stadium. All right. But just know you can't go in through one end zone. I want you to know that you can't go in through one end zone. You're poor, Vanderbilt. You're poor. Hey, you might need a hard hat if you're going yeah. to if you're going to the game. If you're going to the Vanderbilt game in Nashville, man, make sure you got some headgear because there's stuff hanging by a thread over there. It looks like a really a really unsafe thing. Charles Allen appreciates you, brother. You, you know that we love you. Uh, my guy Cameron, bro. Cameron, I hate to hear this, big dog. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sucks, man. We know that. Uh, Pets are a part of the family, dude, and I know that that's a, that's a real tough deal. So, love you, buddy. We appreciate your support, and we're praying for you. It'll be in our thoughts. And definitely glad that Auburn can give you a dub, man, and maybe they'll, uh, they're going to get – they are. They're going to give you another dub Saturday, and I'm sure your dog will be looking down saying, War damn equal for sure, man. Uh, just DM me if you need to talk, brother. I know that sucks. All right, man. So, like we said, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Appreciate you guys getting in here on Halloween. Blake's got something he wants to say before we get I, out of here. Look, real quick, real quick. Um. I just wanted to say this. Uh, if any of you are interested, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dustin. I'm sorry. Good, um, if any of you are interested, all right, I'll be here next Tuesday night for the live show. And then uh, I'm going to New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, Wednesday evening. And then Thursday morning at 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, I am flying to uh, Portland, Oregon, 
And Saturday, I'll be in attendance uh, at USC, um, USC at Oregon to watch the Oregon Ducks and Bo Nix. Uh, if any of you uh, want me to do uh, like a like a vlog or like me going live on YouTube and like recording some things around the Nike uh, stuff up at Oregon or anything, let me know. If you don't want me to do it, I won't. Uh, but I, I know I'm one of those people where I like to go to different colleges and see stuff like that, man. Uh, and yeah, so uh, I'll be back Sunday. Uh, I know we're, we're, we might push it back if, if my flight gets delayed or whatever, I, it might just be dust and solo in it. So uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Well, have fun out there and uh, at the zoo and get yeah. to some, get some packed up. I know that you and your brother are excited about that, man. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like the video, subscribe to the channel. All those good things. We love y'all. We will be back Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, for our members, the uh, recruiting pod dropping this week, and then Blake is going to be covering the game, the baseball game in Biloxi. So that will be uh, on our All Around the Plains podcast because, Blake, I got to get in here and watch this Bruce this Bruce Pearl press conference <laughs> and, get on, and get on this basketball stuff, man. Yeah, man. I do. So as soon as – to the point about us working two jobs, as soon as I hit end stream right here, it's on to watching this Bruce Pearl conference, uh, taking some notes. And uh, so, yeah, we will have uh, we will have all that stuff pumping out for our members here. Like Blake said, man, we're just uh, we're working hard in our real life and then doing this. So uh, we'll get those things out to you all this week. Cannot tell you guys, man, appreciate you all so much getting in here on Halloween man, on a holiday and rocking with us, talking some Auburn football. Got another got another win coming this Saturday, man. So let's bug. Like Blake said, man, there's no reason to not be happy recruiting. We got commitments coming down the pipe. We got more wins coming down the pipe. Let's go, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. War Damn Eagle. We will see you guys Friday at 10 a.m. Out of here. War Damn, baby.